1: I think uh, the first thing we gotta talk about is Dustin Fox. I was on Twitter, you know, yesterday. Um, I saw everybody's reaction to what he said about how he doesn't think Baker Mayfield's that good of a quarterback. Um, tagged him in the post. That was just—I thought that was kind of too much. Too much. You, you know,
0: you know, when I when I listen to uh, Browns fans, whether it be media, whether it be fans. I'm so torn about how I really feel about it because Cleveland fans are loyal, but sometimes to a fault, and, you know, and, and and it makes it and it makes it bad because everyone has an opinion. Everyone thinks their opinions are right, regardless of people who are actually in it and how they felt when they were in it, regardless of their opinions. So I like I've had my opinions. And and obviously it's different than the next person's opinion because they've never been in it, mm-hmm. and so I see it through a, a a different light, and they don't see it that way. But because they love the Browns and their and their team, it's the loyalty at fault. And so when you talk about if if you're Dustin Fox, once for sure you should never tag Baker. <laughs> I mean I mean it's, it's okay to have your opinion whether you think he's good or or not. It's okay to have your opinion. When it comes to football, I'm one of those guys who I think that's the realest thing. I, that's the thing I can be the most real about because that's what I know the most about. I might not know my name sometimes, but I know football. <laughs> 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 and so, like I said, you, everyone has their opinions. And if, like I said, if you don't like a person or feel a person's good, that's cool. You can say that. But but don't put the person don't tag the, the the player in it because, you know, they're 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 still human beings. Everybody's still a player and 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 they want to feel good about themselves regardless, you know.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think with the negative narrative that the Cleveland media has, it's just you, you can't be doing it. And Mary Kay Cabot got blasted about that relationship. And I think that, you know, throwing this a couple of weeks later is just. Unprofessional um and especially with Tony Grossi, with what he said a couple of years ago about him being a midget it's just i I don't you know but, see the need for it.
0: but my problem is this you know if that's what he really feels, why can't he say that? no, i agree i agree because, because because if he's not if he's not in the media and and he's sitting around with his boys at the at the local bar they're saying, oh, this midget, you know. Yeah. They're, they're, that's what they're saying. But this is his job. And so he actually said it. I, you know, I, I I look at I look once again, I look at Cleveland fans and I think a lot of times they get upset with with the Cleveland media. But say Mary Kay or, or Tony Grossi are, is putting something out. You think they're just making that up? Somebody's putting it out. Mm-hmm. Someone is saying something or they they're they're losing all credibility if they go out there and just throw some things out there. So somebody's putting it out there. They're just running with it and that, and that's their job.
1: Yeah, that is true. Um I think I uh, personally I support what Mary Kay does cuz obviously I think she's one of the, you know, better reporters even if she does focus on the drama, the stuff like that. She makes her phone calls. She does the things that she needs to do. And I've had to explain that to people for a couple of years like you may not like it, but she has the resources and she's one of the best that we have. So we just going to have to you know, deal with it. And she doesn't even say anything that's he's a bad quarterback. I tag him in a post, all that stuff. She even said on her podcast that she uh reached out to him, had a phone call with him, and you know, or tried to have a phone call with him. Um, and she's done stuff like that in the past where she made a negative story, quote unquote, and she apologized for it. She talked about it and everything got figured out. Um, so while I think that they have the freedom to do it, it's just kind of you know, gotta gotta think about it.
0: Yeah, you, you do. But you know, I think I think if if the majority of the Cleveland Browns fans didn't love Baker so much, they wouldn't even care. If it was a player, say say that they didn't like years ago, say a a, a Corey Coleman. Yep. Would they care? No, they wouldn't care. But because they feel like Baker's the only one who's won games and he's the best quarterback since. Bernie that's what they think then then so everyone wants to ride with him and 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 be and be behind him and he's he can he can be a good quarterback he can service the team he can go out there and win a lot of football games as he proved last year if everything goes right i mean he was he was hurt this past year and and we all know that but you, once you step on that field that hurt goes out goes out the window you yeah. know i mean you can't say i'm hurt when you throw an interception, but no one brings it up when you throw a 50-yard hell Mary to uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Mm-hmm. You can't pick and choose when you get to be hurt. Either yep. you're hurt or you're not hurt. Go out there and play. And if you're going out there and play, perform at the highest level. Because I played with a broken foot. I played with fractured, uh, a separated shoulder. I played with a fractured hand. I went out there, no excuses to play. And that's how players should, should go out there. And so, I mean, he, he Baker Baker can be a good quarterback for their team. He just has to do the right things. I mean, I always talk about him playing smart football. Smart football sometimes means just just going down, taking the sack. Sometimes means throwing the ball out of bounds. Means throwing the ball out of bounds. But you got to be play smart football. So everyone talks about he was hurt, he did this and did that. That has nothing to do with decision making.
1: Yeah, I agree. Lever
0: my, my labor hurt. But what, does that mean my brain hurts also? Because I'm sitting here throwing it to number 25 for whoever other team also. That's not, that's not hurt.
1: That's decision making. Yeah. And I think after he got that injury, like in the middle of the season, he was like he, – he had a bad game. And he was like, oh, I feel – you know, I'm really banged up. Everything's hurting. I'm not feeling that great. And then he comes out a couple of weeks later, has a really good game, and he's like, this is the best I've ever felt. And, and he suffered that injury week two. And then he comes out against the Vikings. He rolls out right. He's doing these high steps. He's, you know, taking contact. He's diving for the ball. Labrum right here. He's getting hit. And, you know, he's popping up. He's all good. And that's why people like him. He's a tough guy. But I think you need to take your career into consideration. You need to take the team's needs into consideration. And I just personally don't think he, I think he should have sat out. Um, as soon as he got that injury, got the surgery, whatever. I think hurt it, it hurt our playoff chances for him to get in that game. And do I think Case Keenum would have led us to playoffs? Not really, but you really? know, I, really, really because I do.
0: Let me, let me do this for you. Let's 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 do this scenario. Okay, Baker gets hurt. Baker goes out there. Say Baker says, and Baker and his management team say, "I'm not playing." Because we, we, we gotta think about this. When we're all, when it's all said and done, this is a business. Each player has to take care of himself and his family. We, we, it's all about the team, but you still have to take care of yourself first, right? <laughs> so let's say Baker says, "I'm hurt. I'm not playing." And if in his own selfish mind, as a player, Baker Mayfield, the business of Baker Mayfield, just hopes that Case Keenum doesn't win any games with this team. It's because then he says, then he can say, well, I went 11-5 and five last year and won a playoff game. Now, then you have the Baker Mayfield who's thinking, okay, Case can win games with this team. So I'm going to go out there and play her. Because if Case goes out there, we go 12-5, and five, what have you, make the playoffs this year. Then, once again, why do we need to pay you? Then there's the scenario. Then there's the scenario. I'm hurt. I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to show them I can play. And then you have the Browns organization saying he's not playing that well. Let's keep him out there because now we don't have to plan.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, those are good points. I didn't think about that one. I didn't think about that one. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that makes sense. I think, um, I think either way. He's gonna play out his fifth year. Um, and he was gonna get the surgery anyway. It was whether it's at the beginning of the season or at the end of the season. He's gonna be healthy going into next year. He's gonna play it out. And even if Case Keenum, I think if Case Keenum were to lead us to the playoffs this year, get eliminated, wild card first round, whatever, Baker's still gonna come in the next year, still gonna evaluate his paycheck. And then at the end of the year, we're gonna see how much money he's gonna be making, regardless of you know, what Case Keenum potentially would have done.
0: I know, but, you know, but if Case Keenum had led us to the playoffs, then you don't really think about what, what you need in Baker because because that proves you don't need a franchise quarterback to win, to go to the playoffs. Case Keenum isn't a franchise quarterback, but I still feel like he could have led us to the uh, to the playoffs if he would have played the, the entire season, just like he led Minnesota to the playoffs. I feel like he could have done that. And so I think that was, that was the fear in, in in the Baker camp, you know, that, yep. case, that case Keenum leads us to the, to the playoffs because then they can say, we don't really need a franchise quarterback. And to me, in my honest opinion, I don't think Baker is a fra- franchise quarterback. I think he can win a lot, a, lot, a lot of games with this team. I mean, but when you think about franchise quarterbacks in this NFL, how many are there? There aren't many. That's true. Yeah. You got Patrick Mahomes, obviously Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Josh Allen, uh we can say Joe Burrow now. You got uh Justin. Mm-hmm. And uh you got the X Factor in Lamar, however you want to call it, he is still <laughs> a game changer. And and so was that seven or eight? Yeah. Oh Russell when he's, when he's being Russell, but that's seven or eight, but everyone doesn't have the, but you still find a lot of teams winning football games. If you're going to go to the next level, you need that guy. You need that guy, but you don't need that guy. If your team is, is pound for pound the best roster in the league, like the Browns had this year.
1: I I can see that. And I think that comes to light with the, the 49ers. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo's anything. I mean, he he threw for 130 yards or something like that. They barely ran the ball that game. You get a bunch of, you know, defensive stops. That's, that's, what's going to win you a game. So I I could definitely see that point. And we won against the Broncos with Dearness Johnson and Case Keenum. And, you know, I I think that's definitely something that uh, they could look into. Um, But I still think that Bakers needs the needs the one more year just to prove himself and see what's going to happen.
0: You know, and, and, and maybe he does, he needs to be healthy. I, and he obviously has to be healthy. Everything, you know, no injuries, hopefully no COVID, hopefully all those kind of things. Hopefully that won't play a part of the next season, but when it's all said and done, the decision-making has to be better. It has to be better. And so now I'm going to flip this. Okay. The decision-making has to be better, but who helps him make that those decisions better? The coaching. Yep. And I think he's not getting the coaching that he needs. I don't think that when we're talking about, especially pass plays, I don't think that we have a, an offense that is built to just go out there and, and throw the ball 40 times a game. We're built on running the ball, play, action, pass, and all that. That's fine. But if you look at all these playoff teams, When all those teams needed to pass, they drop back and they throw that thing and they're finding guys wide open. They will go to say OBJ. Mm -hmm. People were saying we couldn't get him the ball. He was double teamed, blah, blah, blah. So is Devontae Adams. So is Cooper Cup. So is DeAndre Hopkins when he's healthy. So is AJ Brown in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So is Tyreek Hill. So is Travis Kelsey but they find a way to get them the ball. So if you want your playmakers to have the ball, you design plays. You have plays that can get them the ball if you want them to get it. I don't think we did that well enough for our players, regardless of who it was. If it was OBJ, if it was Jarvis, it was uh, DPJ. I don't think we did that well enough in the passing game in, in order to take advantage of what people were giving us, especially when we had teams line up eight in a box.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. And I think Stefanski kind of over this past season, I think Stefanski tried to let Odell be New York Odell, right? He's going down the field all the time. He's, you know, doing these deep crosses, whatever. And Baker Mayfield simply couldn't, you know, make the throws he needed to make. And if you have Odell on these slants, I personally think putting him on slants is, you know, guaranteed seven, 10 yards, whatever. Do that, Donovan People's Jones. He's proven to be physical. Get him over sideline, whatever. There's a lot of things that you could do, and it obviously wasn't utilized. I think it took took a while for for Kareem Hunt to even get implemented into the system. Um, and like the injury to Anthony Schwartz, that that definitely uh, definitely sucked. Um, but you had Demetric Felton you had a bunch of guys that could get implemented into this game plan and it just simply didn't work. And it, it very frustrating.
0: Yeah. it's frustrating because you have all these playmakers and you can't figure out how to get them the ball and, yep. and, and everyone's different. So they don't get it. They shouldn't get it the same. You can't just go out there and say, okay, these are 10 plays. This is what we run regardless mm-hmm. of who we have. No, you run the plays. If you're trying to get a certain person the ball, you run those plays that fit his game. Yep. That's why you drafted him, or that's why you signed him as a free agent, because this is what he did to make you want him. Mm-hmm. You don't just say, oh, we're just going to throw him in here because it works. No, that's not how it works. That, if, if, if you're not going to be a system coach, because Belichick does that. That's fine. He knows how to do that. He's once doing it. Everyone mm-hmm. else doesn't know how to do that. They do. They get the best players, and then they figure out what they can do and they make plays with that. And so I I think we just have to do a better job of getting these players uh, in in position to make plays. And once again, that goes back to Baker being healthy, Baker making the right decision when he, when they call these passing plays. And once again, the passing plays being better than they are.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I'm obviously not, uh, I'm not, I wasn't a football player. Right. But I'll go in on, you know, NFL, look at game pass, look at the the film, all that stuff. You see Baker Mayfield double clutching a lot of these balls on simple, like curls, stuff that's right in front of him. Um, there's, you know, sometimes somebody on a curl and then you have a guy over the top and he's just not figuring it out and not processing it. And I think that happened a lot in 2019 too. Um, and then it carried over to this year and it just, was a huge mess. Um, so there's, there's definitely a lot that he needs to fix. And the footwork is definitely something that he needs to fix. Uh, and I know over the off season, they tried to tweak his technique a little bit and get him, get him to where they wanted him to be. But I, I obviously don't think he's handling that very well. I mean, I mean, you know, footwork,
0: obviously when you are throwing the quarterbacks, throwing the ball is, is important. However, it goes back to something you just mentioned, like, If you got a little curl or or sit over right in front of him and a deep end or a post behind him, a lot of times they were taking sacks. Say the Steelers, the second last Steelers game, third and two, guy right in front of him on the sit route, pumps the ball, doesn't throw it to him, takes the sack. Mm -hmm. This is coaching. This is this. This has to do with coaching and which is footwork also. But if he's ready, one, two, three, bam, it's gone. Get the first down. We move on. And this is what we're not coaching. This is what we're not doing throughout the course of the year. And I'm and this is what this is what I'm having a problem. That's what I have a problem with. Why are we still doing this in week 17, two years later? right <laughs> this is two years later. why are we still doing this in week 17? We should and, and I, I say this all the time uh the problem with NFL with a lot of NFL teams is when they get players they draft them for a certain purpose, whatever it is whatever position they play they bring them in they expect them to know what what, what to do in the NFL. It's a totally different ball game. Things are moving faster. The schemes are, are, are mixed up and, and coverage is disguised uh, more and all this kind of stuff. So you, you have to teach these guys. And so they think these guys are going to come in just knowing how to play football. No, they know to be an athlete. You yep. have to teach them to be NFL football players. And so we, I think we, we're losing that. And once these guys get in the NFL, that, that you still teach.
1: Yeah, I I was uh, looking at some of the draft guys, you know, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Drake London, Chris Olave, people like that. Um, there's a decent amount of stuff that I'm not comfortable with just throwing them out there and saying, yep, you're going to be the reliable guy this year. Go ahead and be, be the best you can do. And like, I think with Traylon Burks, he, I personally don't see like a decent amount of separation when he's getting the offense that arkansas ran was kind of weird with him but he doesn't get like enough separation for me in my opinion and i really like him i really think that that's somebody that we could turn into a decent wide receiver too depending on what we decide to do this year um and i think chris olave could be more of a slot guy do we really need a slot guy i don't know um so there's a lot of things in this draft class that We're going to have to tweak. And right now with the way that we were running our receivers this year, I'm not comfortable with getting the maximum production out of them that we should.
0: And, you know, and so when, when you look at a lot of these receivers, I mean, it, it it really doesn't happen often where they come out here and just blast through the NFL, like a Jamar case. But once again, he's comfortable with Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow's comfortable with him. So they know what these guys have done. They did it in, in, in college. They know what kind of plays they ran to make them comfortable. They're still doing it. Right. Yep. You get, you got to have, and, and, and going back to, to guys not getting enough separation, just the NFL, you know, there's not, there's not going to be separation all the time. So they yep. have to trust that these guys are going to make plays.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, and then they have to go out there and make them when they get that opportunity. But once again, it's, it's it's if you if you scheme things for these guys, they're able to go out there and make plays. It's easier. Devontae Adams, granted, he's one of probably the best receiver in the league right now, but they find a way to get this guy wide open. Cooper Cup went through the triple crown this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Playoff game, wide open. Yep. Now that should yep. never happen but that's these coaches scheming this for their players that they want to have the ball. We have to figure that out. We have to get some players who can, who can get open if they can't because to try to create a little separation as you're talking, but we have to scheme them open, get players who can create some separation, teach Baker to make the right decision. And most importantly, which we have not talked about, is run the damn ball. Yep. <laughs> yep. Run the damn ball. Because if we run the ball, it just makes everything so much easier.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think at at the beginning of the season, eh, t- a little bit in the beginning of the season, I think the offensive line wasn't off to, like, the best start. I think they kind of picked it up towards, like, week seven maybe. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but the run game was just kind of – I think Nick Chubb was making, you know, some not the best cuts. And then he's, he's getting stuck behind the line a little bit. Um, and I think that's where Stefanski kind of got afraid is where, oh, this isn't working the way it should. Let's just go out there and see if Baker can fix this up and wrap it up. Um, and clearly it didn't work. So I think, I don't know what needs to be done in the offseason. Obviously, need to get a little more creative, need to get your guys open. Uh, But for right now, I think everything is laid out in front of you, and it seems pretty simple.
0: So, I mean, so going to your point, you didn't think the run was working well. um, So you thought maybe he just said, let's go see if Baker can do this. Starts throwing the ball. That's fine and dandy. But when you throw the ball, three things can happen. Two of them are bad. Mm-hmm. so continue to run the ball if you yeah. if you're a running back if you're a running and you, and once again you can run the ball when you're behind as well people don't mm-hmm. people tend to forget that but if you're a running back it's just like being a, a jump shooter how do you get a rhythm if you don't run and play if you don't keep running the ball the line they need the same rhythm because they know if we're running if we're running this 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 trap over to the right side they know versus certain defenses how they have been playing it so they get into a rhythm of how is how they need to block it how the running back seeing it and all that but we don't run the ball people think the cleveland browns are a running football team they think the cleveland browns walk off the bus they're gonna run the ball and so they load eight nine in the box and you can still run against eight and nine in the box you just can't run directly into it because you're outnumbered if you run off tackle, and outside of it, you can outnumber them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a thing that we got away from. We got to throwing the ball, and then you see, like, uh, what game was that? Maybe Green Bay, Pittsburgh, one of those games, one of the last few games when Nick Chubb had four carries at halftime? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? You have one of the best running backs in the league, and we're not giving the ball. We can run the ball regardless of eight people in the box. We were successful regardless of whether it was uh, Nick, Dearness, Kareem. We could run the ball because of that offensive line up front.
1: Mm -hmm. We want to
0: trust them and do it. We win a lot more football games if we do that.
1: I completely agree. We have the best running back duo in the NFL. That's, you know. Trio. Trio, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Trio. Even better. It's just, you know. It's, it's got to work. It's got to work. And we saw Stefanski say, oh, Chubb's going to get, you know, a lot more carries this week. And then he gets, like, maybe four more carries and did really nothing. But
0: Right. So, so that four more carries gets him up to 16. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of the 12. And yeah. That, and that's the problem. We go You go out there, and, and it didn't happen all the time. But most of the time, you look – we we passed the ball more than we ran the ball. Mm-hmm. When we had opportunities to, to run the ball and win games. We could end we could have ended at what a couple games just running the ball. First Pittsburgh game. We could yep. end it. We could end it. Green Bay, we just stopped running. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we throw three interceptions and not four, we win that game. We just stop running. And I, and, and so I, I I think once again. In, in in year two, it's it's sad to say, but we still don't have an identity on offense. We I agree still, with that. We still don't have an identity. We, we we know what we we what everyone thinks we are, but we don't we don't run the ball. So we can't be considered to run a running team if we don't run the ball. Yeah. Then they say we can't pass and we throw the ball to the other team. And we're not very good at it as far as scheming things open. So what are we? And, and back to your point, what do we do in this offseason to get it better?
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. And I think Stefanski is also like a tight end heavy guy. And when you have Austin Hooper, who's dropping two passes a game, uh, that could be converted for first downs. then you, And Joku is practically was the only reliable receiver this year uh, let's, let's be honest. And I think he needs to be resigned. I know he wants to be here. The team wants him to be here. I don't know how much it's going to take to get him back, but I'm going to be okay with any price to get him back. And then you have Harrison Bryant, who I think is a really good tight end. Uh, he got open a couple of times, the times that he was in there. It's just Austin Hooper is the one piece that's kind of, he, he's a great blocker. And I think that's, that's a really important thing. Uh, but if he's trying to do a block and release and he's going out and he's dropping a ball granted most of them have been over his head That that's kind of baker's fault but at the same time you know that that needs to be cleaned up also
0: he, 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 is he a great blocker in in the the pass game or the running game meaning austin hooper
1: i think he's a good pass blocker honestly you get him up the field yeah, you get a,
0: can bring in another lineman we don't need to pay him all that money yeah. in to block yep not all you can't pay him all that money to block as a uh, to pass protect as a tight end and and then drop the ball sometimes when they throw it to you.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: You need to go out there make catches. Be you don't you don't have to be Travis Kelsey, but be something like him. You know what I mean? You got to be you got to catch the ball when they throw it to you. I mean, everybody drops the ball, no question. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people are crazy if they don't believe that. But you can't drop it two out of three times. right? Yep. (laughs) If if, if people, I mean, you get, you get down, uh, Devontae Adams. I'm sure he he drops the ball. He might, he drops maybe one pass, but if he has 10 or 11, that, that nine or 10 that he catches are something special. So no one forgets, no one really remembers that one that he dropped. And so I think that's where, that's what we're not getting from these guys. Like Austin Hoover's getting paid all this money. And so we're losing games. So when guys drop the ball, it stands out more yep. because, it's, because it's plays that we had to make in order to give ourselves a chance. Mm-hmm. And so talk about Austin Hooper, the money he makes, catch the damn ball.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's unfortunate because if, you know, if we cut him, it's save 11 million, but then it's like a cap penalty of 9 million. So you're saving right. $2 million for, for what? And that's the thing that I've had to explain to a lot of people is that you know, regardless of if we cut him or not, it's it's gonna be worth nothing, really. Uh, we get somebody who drops balls off of our team, but you know, whatever. Move that two million to Njoku and get him like an extra, you know, couple thousand, and then distribute that, whatever. But it's not really gonna do much.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think it, you know, and it's tough because a lot of times guys know when they don't they didn't play very well, and they know they uh. If they said, you should take a pay cut, they know they should, but they're not going to. Yeah. I wouldn't either. And I, and I wouldn't either because it's just the, the nature of the beast. You know, you, you, you get out there, you never know when it's going to be your last place, so you got to get all you can while you're here. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's that's just what football is. I, and and I, and I love football. I, would, I, I tell people all the time, mm-hmm. I would definitely play football for free if everyone did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but but if somebody gets paid, I have to get paid too, and so I understand where if you, if you went to a guy, especially if he's towards the tail end of his contract, and said, "I need you to take a pay cut," and he and he doesn't want to do it, I understand it, and so and and it, and it makes sense because once again, when it's all said and done, it's okay for a player to make a business decision, and and, and that's a, and that's something that gets lost with fans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fans and media, because if a team makes a, a business decision, it's okay. But it doesn't seem like it's okay when the player makes a business decision.
1: No, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs>
0: right. And, really. and, and 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 people seem to lose that mm-hmm. because it's your team. You think this player, a certain player, should help the team out by taking a pay cut or or, or what have you. No, he shouldn't. He should help his family out by not taking it. Yeah. And and, and 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 it happens too too often that people think they they, they don't think about the the player and, and and his situation on the business side. They just think about the team and and their and their fandom.
1: Yeah, I think it's the same thing with Jarvis Landry. He's making I forgot what he's due this this year. Fourteen, it's right? Fourteen, yeah. they like take a pay cut. Obviously, he played with a with an injury this year. He did the best that he could but he's not going to take a restructure. It's just, it's not going to happen. I don't even know what you would cut that restructure down to, but he was on the team in, you know, early on when Baker was still developing, I personally at the beginning didn't think that Jarvis would want to be, you know, a part of like, oh, okay. Young quarterback, whatever, et cetera. But then now that they got into the flow of it, they developed chemistry. They did all this stuff. Why would he take a pick hit? That doesn't make any sense to me. He's he's been there through the long run. He's playing through an injury. Just like Baker thinks he deserves money for playing through his injury. Jarvis should keep his money for playing through his injury.
0: Is he is he at this point? Is he 14 million worth? No. Yeah. No. Okay. I just so, so, so as as a as a if I'm Andrew Barry, I know that he's not 14 million worth. Mm-hmm. If if I'm Jarvis Landry, oh yes, I am. Yeah, that's what that's what my contract said. That's what I get, mm-hmm. right? And so I so it's, it's it's a it's a tug of war. It's just like does does Jarvis want to be here enough? He thinks does he believe in this team enough that they could win that he would want to take a pay cut
1: to stay. I I don't know. That's what I was trying to get at. Is like I, he's I not going to take a restructure. So it's either he keeps this contract or he's gone. Right. It's one or the other. And I I personally think he's going to be gone. It's going to stink because we have Dobry Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz as our receivers at the moment. But, you know, that's what the 13th overall pick is for.
0: And, and which which was my pick? <laughs> I was, I was, I like it. Exactly. exactly. So, so if, they, if they use it right, you might
1: get a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's hey. – It didn't work out at all like anybody thought it would this year. It's really frustrating because.
0: Are are you kidding me? Do you know know what I said our record was going to be? 13-4. and I was around telling people. I mean, and and obviously it's based on the schedule and what teams had done in the previous year, but a lot of the teams that had losing records last year end up having winning records this year and, and, and going to the playoffs or having a chance to go to the playoffs. And so those teams got better and we got worse. Yeah. Same time. And so it, it it just didn't, and they was, and we still could have won a bunch of games, not, not even playing well. We still could have won a bunch of these games that we lost. You know, you remember in the beginning of the year, everybody wanted to fire Joe Wood. And I was telling folks, do not, These guys have like seven or eight new starters to this team. They don't know how to play with each other. They don't have this system down. They don't know what's going on out out there. And and people are flying around, and they're trying to think about what they're doing instead of just being able to react. Now towards the end, it was the deepness that was carrying this team. Exactly. (laughs) Giving an opportunity to win each and every game. And our offense, which was in its second
1: year, wasn't doing anything. No, no. And no. <laughs> the the Chargers game, I think, okay, so the Kansas City game, first game of the season, John Johnson has t- Tyreek Hill, you know, wide wide down the field, just loses sight of him, whatever, touchdown. If that was prevented, would we have won that game? I believe so. If you look at the Chargers game, just – Completely fell apart on defense. Same thing with John Johnson again. I think that happened twice where he left Mike Mike Williams wide open, uh, easy touchdown. It's just just very unfortunate. Um, so yeah. You your... <laughs> <laughs> Not until three fifty. <350. laughs> yeah, I know. But anyway, at least
0: he came in repping a, a, a CLE. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, I really think after that Chargers game, they were like, just got to turn it up. And then you you move on to the Cardinals game. Again, lose that game, just kind of fell apart. But then they really picked it up. Uh, I think PFF had them as the fourth best secondary at the end of the season. Had, you know, a really good pass rush. Uh, tackles were being made. Anthony Walker ended with like 107 tackles or something like that. He was really under the radar. Uh, run defense. You know, I think that was that was pretty good. I, we didn't get what we wanted out of Malik Jackson, which is kind of unfortunate because he was really hyped up coming into this year. But I really think that defense took a big step up. And Jadavion Clowney did what nobody expected him to do. And nine sacks, best statistical season he's had in a while, fully healthy. It's just fantastic.
0: I don't I don't know why people wouldn't expect that. I see. I think I think he's he's got lost in the in the shuffle because like playing in Seattle. He played, he, he played well. I live in Seattle, so I I got to see you all the time. People like, oh, he doesn't have he only has three or four sacks. He's not playing well. That's not true. He's being disruptive. Mm-hmm. He, he's pressuring the quarterback. He's hurrying the quarterback. He's he's fom- forcing fumbles. He's scoring touchdowns on, on, on fumble recovery. He's doing and he plays well in, in the run game. And so people were like, oh, he's he's lost it. He's not he's not the number one pick he used to be, which People always tend to say, but now you get him on the side of uh on the other side from miles Garrett and things look totally different. Don't they? And, and he, because he played well. Cause to me, to me, that's the number one signing we should have. That's he's number one.
1: I completely agree. <laughs> Keep
0: them together. Cause, cause they are, they are the anchor of that defense. Keep them together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And miles really needed this. Uh, and I think with Tack McKinley too, with, Unfortunately, he was out for the season, but I really think that that's a good addition. It just this is going to be a really good edge group for the next coming years if we can lock up Clowney for a little bit and try to make another playoff run this year. That's going to be a really, really solid piece of this defense.
0: Yeah, I, and we'll make a playoff run. I, I, I wish we wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I understand that it's a pride thing and you want to be, eight and nine instead of seven and 10, but hey, why not play the fourth fourth place schedule? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why not? <laughs> and, and, but when it's all said and done, you know, I, I think if we keep keep the defense intact, everyone comes back and, and plays well, then they know the system, they've been there for a year already. We do that, we do something about our offensive scheming. We got it, we, we obviously have to do something about that. In, in order to be better and because of who I am and what I've done. Special teams. Yep. Yep. Can can we can we do something on special teams? I, granted, you, you gotta you gotta make kicks. We haven't found the kicker. But but even in um even in, in the Green Bay game. Was that Green Bay or Pittsburgh? Green Bay, maybe. Oh, when he missed the first field goal. I mean first extra point. That's yep. fine. But after that, the guy was slay. it was his first game, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in a hostile environment with a lot of pressure on him. He missed that first extra point cool. But then after that, bam, bam, with a couple field goals. So if he gets another opportunity, we probably go, we probably go to the win that game and with a chance to go to the playoffs. But, but so we, we got to ensure share up our, our special teams, kicking, punting, returning, and just and just figure it out. So there's so many things that unfortunately with this roster that we have to fix, you have, you have this great roster on paper and we still have to fix a whole bunch of things, which is, which sounds bad and it can be done. We just got to do it.
1: I certainly, I think the same thing, uh, special teams. Don't know why Donovan people's Jones is on the field as much as he is for kick returns. Honestly, I think after last season, they should have learned that lesson, but Dimitri Felton did get at the beginning of the season when he was back there. Um,
0: I think, you know, he, punt return, he dropped a couple. I mean, I, one, one game I was at, I know he dropped one because of the sun, because I asked him. I saw him after the game. I was like, the sun got you. And he's like, yeah. And and people think that's an easy job. If it were easy, everyone would do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? But he had never done it before. He didn't do it in college. He played running back, you play receiver return kicks before, but he, never, he's, he didn't do that. And that's, yeah. that's a hard job. And 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 so once again, it goes back to coaching for me. If you're in that situation as a punt returner, what's the first thing they do tell you? Catch the ball, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you don't have to catch the ball. That's what people lose. They lose sight. You don't have to catch the ball and it's still your ball. Yeah. <laughs> you don't so, so if you're in a bad situation where the sun is in your eyes or you think you're about to get hit, you can get away. You can yell, Peter, 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 tell everyone to get away. You don't have to catch it. It might take a bad roll. You might lose. Field position, field But your team still has the ball, which is the most important thing. And that's what coaches need to tell these returners.
1: I completely agree. <laughs> completely agree. That's something we don't see on TV either is the sun. You know, you don't know the situation really if you're not down right. on the field, if you're not at their, at their point of view. So that's that's definitely important for for. Right. I, remember. I
0: remember playing in Denver one time um, and it was snowing out there. Um, and uh, I was back there for a punt and I'm looking straight up in the air to catch the ball on a punt. Mm-hmm. And a snow a snowflake hit me right in the eye as the ball was getting close and i took off running mm-hmm. away from or, away from the ball and so i come to the sideline and the coach is like what are you doing i said a snowflake hit me in the eye i wasn't going to sit there and try to catch it with one eye and and not get not get the ball mm-hmm. we still have the ball yep. <laughs> that's, that's the most important thing about it. you have the ball mm-hmm. they put the ball you you have it your offense has the opportunity to go out there now if i go out there and do something stupid then they might get the ball and with and, and gain 40 yards in doing so. And so mm-hmm. that's so once again it has it has a lot to do with coaching. So I think I, I think, like I said, we got to get better on defense, got to get better on offense, got to get better in special teams, but we got to get better coaching also. Yep. Hey, everyone has to be get better. And they say that every week in every press conference. We just gotta be get, we just gotta be better. Well then be better.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> be better, get better. Yeah, same thing with Freddie Kitchens. Same. I'm not saying that Stefanski is like Freddie Kitchens or anything, but Hugh Jackson, Freddie Kitchens did the same thing. We'll get better. This loss is on me. I'm gonna go figure out what happened, and then it doesn't get figured out. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So hopefully they have a couple months to figure this out. They got it. they got a couple months before the draft to figure out what they're gonna do, and then after that, there's a few more months to figure out what's gonna happen come September.